The palace lies over the ocean. Wait, what's that? It's in the ocean? In that case, let me get my boots. This is Legendary Adventures, a Legend of Zelda podcast, and this week in Zelda 2, we're going to walk across the water to reach Zelda 2's Ocean Palace. In past segments, we've explored new towns and picked up quests there before heading to the dungeon. This time, however, is different. We explored two towns last week and completed quests in both before heading to the Maze Palace. We also received hints for two dungeons in both towns. That means today we can head just straight to the dungeon. So after completing the palace on Maze Island, we can return to Nuburu. There's a road that leads east of town right into the sea. This is the path we need to follow to reach the next palace. And luckily Link has a pair of boots that allow him to walk on water. Or rather allow him to walk on water in this very specific place. Other places I tried I was never able to walk into the sea, nor was I able to cross other rivers than the one on Maze Island with the boots. We did get a hint to walk into the sea near Nuburu. A man mentioned he could walk across the sea if he had boots. I should also mention another hint that I found in Nuburu. One house contains a red bat monster called an ache. It does not attack the player. It's similar to the slime monster or bot that we found in Soraya, where players are required to speak to it multiple times to get a hint out of it. It tells us to find heart over the ocean. This is supposed to give us a hint to the location of a heart container. Just west of the Ocean Palace, we have to test an invisible boundary to the north to find a fork in the path. It will take us north and then east to an invisible square with the heart container. We can then move back to the main path and walk to the Ocean Palace. The Ocean Palace is easily the most complex dungeon to this point in the game. It spans at least six floors, contains six different elevators, and to make matters worse, it has multiple repeated rooms. There's also a false wall that players have to walk through. I've heard much about this false wall in various commentaries on the adventure of Link over the years. It's often suggested this is an unfair design element of the game. Now, it could just be because I've heard all these complaints before, but I didn't feel it was unfair. Now, that's partly because there's a townsperson in Jerunia who offers a hint that says, the palace has a false wall. And with that in mind, I spent time poking at Maze Palace Dead Ends to try to find this false wall. I never did, so I just kept it in mind as I entered the Ocean Palace. There's a large open room near the center of the palace that contains a number of fights against various colors of iron knuckle. It all ends with a fight against a blue iron knuckle. This, I was able to intuit, was the location of the false wall. Through the wall and down to the lowest level of the dungeon, I found the dungeon item, the flute. Once again, there's no use for this item here in the dungeon, but it will be essential for finding and reaching the next dungeon. At this point, however, I have to admit that I had no idea where to go to reach the boss. I attribute that to the size of the dungeon, its winding passageways, and its repeated rooms. For example, there is a room with an unbroken ground-level path. It has five roughly evenly spaced platforms made of breakable blocks overhead. And this room is generally filled with sorcerer enemies and is repeated four times within the dungeons. At least two of the elevators terminate into identical looking rooms. 
and the Parappa Palace room where we found the first key is found twice in this dungeon. To its credit, the enemy placement is much different from the time that we saw it in Parappa Palace and even Medoro Palace. But really, that's just a few of the repeated rooms found within this dungeon. And on top of all those repeated rooms, the end boss and the statue are actually on an upper level of the dungeon this time. All previous dungeons have had them on the lower levels, with four of those dungeons having them on the lowest level. For this reason, this is the first dungeon in this playthrough where I've used a walkthrough. And I suspect that I'll use the walkthrough again on other dungeons. The dungeon boss here is called Guma. It's a large man wearing a spiked helmet who wields a mace and chain. I found it difficult to land a hit on Guma. Now that's likely because I was trying to strike him in the head. That was the weak point of the first three bosses in this game. But it turns out you actually need to land blows directly on Guma's body. So what you need to do is generally move out of range of his attack, then quickly move in, hit him, and fall back again. It took me longer to figure this out than I'd like to admit, and I used the Switch's rewind feature multiple times to complete this fight. But ultimately, Guma fell. After getting the key, placing the crystal, and leveling up, I exited the dungeon. As a side note, this fight with Guma is new to Zelda 2 in releases outside of Japan. In the original Japanese release, there was actually a rematch with Helmet Head, the boss of Medoro Palace. Repeated bosses are something that we saw a lot in the original Legend of Zelda game, and we'll see it a lot throughout the entire series going forward. We'll even see our first repeated bosses of Zelda 2 in the next palace. But the decision was made here to create an entirely new boss. Just a little something interesting. Next week, we'll use the flute to explore more of Eastern Hyrule and go to the Hidden Palace. Please subscribe for more episodes like this and consider sharing this podcast with another Zelda fan. If you want to play along, Zelda 2 can be found on Nintendo Switch NES Online with a subscription. I'm Paul Riley. Thanks for listening.